0: Sí. We all have listened about global warming and its consequences, as well as increasing sea levels. Uh, but how does it work, or how does it really affect our lives? Uh, today, Miss Kuo and I, we both are gonna make the science behind it edible for everybody. Así que, toma pulque y come nopal, que el Pulque Podcast va a comenzar. It's my pleasure to welcome Ms. Kuo to this podcast. Ms. Kuo, yeah, welcome.
1: It's my pleasure to come here too.
0: Okay, it's our pleasure to have you here as well. Um, how would you describe yourself?
1: Um, well, my name is Yaning and I'm currently working as a research assistant at the Department of Atmospheric Sciences in NTU. And for me, I would like to describe myself like a science nerd like music and like swimming and outdoor activities.
0: Okay, um, I know you've done a lot of research. Yes. What have been your research projects and all of those projects that you've been involved in?
1: Yeah, my first project um, was about the ocean acidification. Means that because of the global warming, the emission of the CO2, the ocean gave more and more acid. And the second project is about the sea level. You know, the sea level is increasingly um, rising so this is because of the global warming, um, but aside from the rising trend, there's an inter-annual variability that affects the global music level, that is uh, El Niño and La Niña.
0: Okay, can you tell us about that El Niño and La Niña? Because for the Spanish speakers, uh, for us, El Niño and La Niña is the kid and
1: Yeah, and things <laughs> like <laughs> that, right? It's right.
0: So wha- what does it really mean, or where does it come from?
1: Yeah, for the climate, just um, the El Nino and La, Li- La Nina um, means that the, in the Pacific, um, there, there there will be one anomaly in Pacific, tra- tropical Pacific, and we will call it as El Nino. But if it's colder than no more, um, we will call it La Nina. Okay. So, yes. So if it is
0: hotter, you call it El Nino. Yes. Uh, I saw that this, uh, how you say that this is this uh, problem started in Peru and America, Latin America. Yes. Where some of the fishermen they they found out that there were like some colder colder waters and hotter waters. Yes. So the the fish would go down in the water if it was colder or hotter, depending on the species. So that was what started this research. Right. right, right? And what have you researched? What is what are you doing? Let's say, what is the stone that you are putting in that research?
1: Yes, like um, we know that during El Nino year, the sea level will become higher than normal. But during La Nina year, the sea level become lower than normal. And although we know that in El Nino year, the sea level will become higher, but why they will be higher? It's my it's my duty to know why. So. I found that um, there are two factors that affect the sea level. The first one is like the summer expansion because the seawater gain more and more heat. So yeah. it is banned.
0: The, yes. Okay. The water expands.
1: Yes. And the second um, factor is that because the, the water gain more and more hotter, so it will cause more evaporation So there were more rainfall, more precipitation into okay. the ocean. So the ocean also gain more mass.
0: How did you do this research? Who were you working with?
1: Um, I'm now working with the professor Minghui Luo and he is also one of the professors in the Atmospheric Sciences Department.
0: And you just graduated this year, am I right? Right. Right. How come did you become so involved in research since an early stage of your
1: life? Yeah, I think um, try um, try to reach different kind of topics and try to find, try to uh, reach different topics, and then you will finally find that uh, which kind of fields you are interested in. And this is my second project, and I'm very lucky. I found what I love and what I want to involve in for my career life. What is yes. it? The um, second project. Yes, the about the sea level.
0: About the sea level. Right. So these two are related to sea, something mm. that affects a lot Taiwan, that it's an island. Yes. So. Um how does a let's say how is this research very uh, okay I'm going to re okay. say my my sentence This research involves all Asia right because in Asia it's mainly like islands and things like that yes. so this is very interesting Have you research about which um let's say which areas of Asia would be under the water in the future or something like that.
1: Um. Well. Mm, okay. For example. Um. Like the El Nino and La Nina. During the transition from an El Nino to an La Nina, a sea level near Taiwan will have a sixty centimeter differences. It's very large. Like sixty
0: centimeter. We're talking about this. Right. So all the all the beach.
1: Right. Would be gone. Right. Right. And also, um, from some projection, we'll know that if the global warming didn't didn't have any, if human didn't do anything to deal with the global warming, the sea level will rise in the future. After one hundred years, you will reach like one meter. So it's kind of very severe problems because some of the area, the coastal area, are very low, are lowland. So yeah, yeah. it will affect the resident there.
0: Yeah, we are seeing this type of problems in, I think, in Amsterdam yes. where they need to put type of uh, artificial don't, barriers right. in order for the city to don't uh, sink down. Yes. And do this thing, is it only, um, let's say, because of the El Niño La Niña and, and the expansion of water, or glaciers are really having a big and a very important part in this?
1: The glaciers, like the bowls yeah. and yeah. things like that? It's, it's kind of the petit, um, like I said, um, there's thermal expansion and also the mass increase in effect the sea level. So the glacier is the, um, some research found that the glacier is the main contributor to the rising trend for the sea level.
0: How about all of the airports that are being constructed above the sea?
1: Yeah, like Japan, right? Yeah, like Japan,
0: I've seen some in Hong Kong, Yes. Hong Kong Air- airport as well. I think all of that mass of uh, land that we are throwing to the ocean, yes. it's also making that water has to go somewhere. Right. Do you find any solution
1: to it? You you mean how to deal with the rising sea level and yeah, the yeah. airport? I think um, maybe um, humans should like find some some other um solutions for dealing with the lost lowland, like you cannot uh, con- continue to build out the dam or something yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's not a really good solution but it's not a reliable one right and um, i think the most important thing for the human to deal with the global warming is like um the government should set up some policy and but before set out the policy, is the scientist duty to do some research to investigate if the global warming is true, and then the policy change, and then like we can do something to let the problem not less severe. But we we should also think of some problem like um, our approach maybe should change the place or something. Yeah.
0: I mean, for sure, climate change is something real. We all experience it. Right. And also. Um, Let's say you are researching the reasons. Right. But you are not researching about the solutions? Yes. Okay. And um which for these reasons uh el niño and la niña can also affect some other parts of our life such as the rainfall. Right. We saw a very dry uh let's say season yes. here in Taiwan. Yes. Do you do you know about other side effects of el niño and la niña?
1: Yes, like, um, like the rainfall, uh, yes, this is a very important um, thing to mention about uh, El Nino and La Nina. And El Nino and La Nina is not only, lo- the province is not only located in the tropical Pacific, but also they will have a, a term we call teleconnection. Okay. This means that um, a lot of things is happening here, but they will somehow have an effect on the other part of the earth.
0: Like the butterfly effect, right? The see? butterfly yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Right. Like, Yes, and so the El Nino and La Nina will affect the rainfall, the runoff, and lots of things like the drought or the, the floods all over the world. And it depends on um different um like different, different areas. regions, right?
0: I mean, El Nino, La Nina, they happen in the Pacific Ocean, right? Meaning that they affect. Latin America in all of the coast yes but also all Asia and and Australia I was gonna ask you that yeah. how does it affect Europe
1: yes like um, because the, the the earth system is is kind of nonlinear so non linear yes yeah, yeah. so if there is a heating in the ocean means the the seawater get more hotter you'll um, produce some wave chain and then you are like, right, oh, okay. because the, 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 the air, the atmosphere is a fluid, so you have a wave transport to Europe and then the signal will let the Europe have a drug or have a flood, yes.
0: So uh, is there an, uh, an increase in the waves or what do you what do you mean? Let's say for the people in Hawaii, right. there are the ones in the middle, when yes. they've got El Niño, do they get better waves to surf, or or do you know? like?
1: Yes, I, I mean, like, in Hawaii, yeah. um, because it's in the in Pacific. The oh, right. So they, they are
0: really in the middle of the problem, right? Right.
1: <laughs> so, like, doing El Niño, yes, the sea level near Hawaii will become higher, and doing La Niña, it will become lower. But it's like, um the, the wave is not the real wave, but, like, Oh, kind of we are like, not talking about
0: the physical one. Right. We are talking about
1: the, the signal transport. The, the signal. Way. Ones.
0: Right. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Mm. That's interesting. And for the sea level, you just said that around uh, 100 years, yes. it's going to be way worse. Uh, I research about different types of uh, case scenarios. Yes. Where the extreme, like the worst case scenario, is where the sea level rises. Two meters. Yes. And the normal one or low one is around half meter. Right. So what can what do you think that we can do in order to avoid those problems?
1: Yes, I think that uh, a lot of future projection shows um shows less results, but it yeah, still I have a uncertainty, right? So the the scientists doing a different scenario is because they want to um, let the people know that there is uncertainty. And if you change some uh, situation, if you do something to deal with it, you will have a different outcome. So I think that, um, yes, it's um, back to the same problems. The things I'm now devoting myself to do is to try to let people know that, oh, if we didn't do something, you will have this kind of outcome. But the thing, I think, could um like the situation become better is 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 depend on the governments and it's depend on like you to promote this co- kind of concept to the public. So I think that for all humans to have a sense about environmental education is very important.
0: Yeah and let's say as I just said like the extreme part it's two meters. Right. And the normal one would be half a meter. Yes. The mean one would be around one metre and twenty five, let's right. say. And uh, the I mean the mean one would be without the humans. No, the lower one. Yes. Would be with humans lowering all of the all of this uh, activities. Global right. warming, all of mm-hmm. this activity. So, what personal things are you doing in order to reduce it?
1: Yes, for me, I think personal
0: activities like mm-hmm. let's say um, myself. I love. I love plants so I've got a lot of plants in my yes. near my <laughs> That's so
1: cute.
0: I don't know. <laughs> but I like them, you know? I like to have plants so that's let's say that's my my stone that I put in that like yeah. to be having a little bit more of these plants contributing to the oxygen production. So yes. what do you do?
1: Um well, mm, I try to like Yes, I try to reduce my garbage um, production during my during my life, but also I am now involving some environmental education activities, such as I will, um, for example, the, the ocean acidification, the summer. Yeah. Um, I work on uh, helping two American um, scientists to translate their teaching plan, and I modify it into a more suitable one for promotion in Taiwan, and I try to use like the speech or the workshop um, to promote this teaching plan to different um, high school and the elementary school. So I think that um, the thing I'm doing now for devoting myself into solving the global warming problem is try to convey the environmental knowledge to the public and to the students that they will become the future citizens. Yeah. Letting
0: everyone, all of those young citizens, to know about the problems they're gonna face in the future, yes. right? Okay, and um, for you, like uh, you just said, a little bit of your experience. Yes. Can you tell us a, a little bit more of your experience, like in this topic? You just said that you worked in the ocean acidification. Yes. Ah, working as a translator. Yes. With uh, American professors. Which other experiences do you have? I know that you participated in some... Uh, some. OK, you tell us about it.
1: Uh, it's more um, scientific one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, I, I also um, went to the United States for summer for doing research. And my research um, during that time is also about the global warming. And I found that gl- because of the warming temperature, the atmosphere will contain more water. It means that the future rainfall will will become stronger, right? And the future rainfall will become more stronger because they have more waters. Mm.
0: Okay, so we are talking about that uh, the global warming is going to be also because of the atmosphere is going to have more amount of water. Yes. And water, water conducts, um, I'm going to talk a little bit, Um, water conducts a little bit more of heat to Mm. our bodies. Than air, so if we have more water molecules, that we would receive a little bit more of that heat. Yes. And um, let's let's talk about a little bit of your, let's say of your future plans. Where do you see yourself like working in in the future? Let's say in five years, will you be still working on El Niño and La Niña, or you are planning? You already have a, another. Research topics.
1: Oh, well, mm, for me, because I'm applying for graduate school now, and for me, I think that um, my most interested in topic is also about the climate variabilities and also the global warming. Especially, okay, okay. Especially, I would like to learn more about the hydrology because the water transport from different reservoirs from the atmosphere to the land to the ocean is very important. Because um, all of us have to use the water, right? For sure. Yes. So this is what I would like to deal with in my future. And also, I'm very interested in environmental education because I think although we have a more progress on the research, but it's very important to convey those, those, your findings to the public to let them know what's the, what new in your field. So, yeah, this is what I would like to do in my future.
0: What do you think about water getting into the stock market of the U.S.?
1: We'll stop. Hmm.
0: Because right now we are going to be able to, okay, not we, right? <laughs> but some people in the United States, they are going to be able to invest their money in water, such as right now people invest in gold or right. invest in petroleum. What do you think about it?
1: I think it's kind of weird to me because um, of the human have to use water but it's not of the human have to use gold right yeah, so you're yeah, yeah. like kind of inequality. It will cause some kind of inequality in in the humanity in the community so I think it's kind of um, tricky right Tricky. it's <laughs> tricky right
0: and uh, I will go back a little bit to what you were saying okay you were interested let's say in the cycle of water right right like going from the oceans to the rivers to the to the clouds so um, for the let's say the environmental part of it how do, how is it affected in the let's say in the land area yes. here like let's talk about a little bit of the acid rain mm. is it acid because of the atmospheric uh, problems or starting from the ocean it is coming as acidi- more acidic
1: i think that the acid rain is bec- mainly because um it's mainly happened in the city area because of the um the how, how to say that the emission of some very bad chemical in the atmosphere and the rainfall when, when they down to the land they will they will have those chemical in the water, so I think the acid rain problem is basically because of the atmosphere.
0: So there is no possibility that air that oh air I'm thinking about air, <laughs> that water yes in the ocean mm. is evaporating in an acidic way. No, it's it's mainly in the atmosphere. Right. Okay. And um, okay. I think we can take science to one side a little bit. okay. And I know uh, you are a very good pianist, <laughs> and also a boy player. Can you tell us about that? That's something very interesting, I think.
1: OK. Um, well, yes, I play the piano for more than like um, 15 years. 15 yes, years. Yes, I started learning piano when I, I was about little. And I also love playing the oboe, so I joined the Wing orchestra in NTU. So yeah, it's kind of like a way for me to relax, and you know, continuing to do the research is kind of boring. So I have to have some refreshing thing for me. Yeah, refreshing
0: with (laughs) air. I know you are part of the swimming team, right? Right? (laughs) Of um, atmospheric science, and you've won many awards, I think. Yeah. And uh, I think if you play the piano and the oboe. Yes. You could play, like, uh, the ending of Earth, you know? <laughs> <in the laughs> talking about global warming, things like that.
1: Yeah.
0: Which, is, which are your favorite songs to
1: play? Mm, my first song, it's, it's hard to think of one. I love, um, it's a wind ensemble song. Um, it called um, Aurora. It's, it's Aurora. a phenomenon, right? Aurora. I yeah. love that song.
0: And um, do you find other research partners who play the piano or s- instrument, something like that?
1: You mean in you
0: in all uh, your
1: okay. I, I have met all your n- net. Let's say yes. Okay, I have met a um, um, chemical uh, oceanographer. Um, he was a prof- he is a professor in Florida, yeah. and he plays saxophone. And your chat because he is a
0: uh, yeah. I <laughs> yeah, I know you play
1: <laughs> saxophone. Yikes. Yes, and he's pretty cool. He because he played the saxophone and he traveled around the world because he's an oceanographer, right? And when he visits each city, he will find some bars or some music bars, and he will perform his saxophone in the in the bar in the city he visits. It's kind of crazy person, and I would like to become kind of like. Like him, a researcher.
0: Have you imagined a bar saying like, "Hello, everybody. Today we welcome Ning, researcher, (laughs) Miss (laughs) Ning, Miss Quo" to this stage for her to sing? No, to play uh, the end of the world because of sea level increasing sea levels. Right, that would be great. Right. Okay. Uh, so I think uh, this podcast will be, will be over right now. Thank you very much for accepting the invitation. Yeah. And I hope to have you as a guest in the in the future.
1: Yeah. Thank you for inviting. I'm very enjoyed today. And yeah, see ya.
0: OK. See you next time. And we out. Goodbye. OK.
1: Thanks. I'm so nervous.
0: No worries.